Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I want to talk about this segment, but we've got a lot of Royals breaking news today. I'm going to try to get Cody Tapp on here immediately. He's our Royals insider. My boss has always told me if something hits relevant, call the source closest to the team. Cody Tapp, if you are listening, get ready to answer your phone because I want to call you. More breaking news. You already heard that the Oakland Athletics got Jake Diekman. The Royals, according to John Heyman, have gotten two prospects back, a center fielder and a right-handed pitcher. Then, Alec Lewis of the Athletic and the Kansas City Royals. We have recalled Ryan O'Hearn from Omaha and designated first baseman Lucas Duda for assignment. Lucas Duda has been DFA'd, and Ryan O'Hearn has been brought back up to the team. So as soon as we get Cody Tapp on the line, we will talk to Cody Tapp because we are live and local every single Saturday, and we want to talk to you about your local teams and local franchises. Now again, Cody Tapp might be meeting with Ned Yost. I don't quite know, but we'll get to the inside of this as Cody Tapp's good to go. Cody, I hate to do this to you, man. We got a lot of breaking news today. Yeah, it seems like uh, just waiting waiting for the clubhouse and stuff to open, working on pregame, and yeah, all the news. Yeah, Ryan so dude is gone. Deakman's traded. More do you want? Yeah, and we got uh, we got what about five more days to the trade day deadline ends, and now it seems that everything uh, is starting to unfold. So O'Hearn getting recalled for Duda and Deakman getting traded. There's still one more spot open, correct? Yeah, and that would be yeah. We're waiting for the corresponding move. Now it's only been Jeff Passan that's reported on the Deakman deal. The Royals haven't announced that yet. So my guess is that you'll get the corresponding move when that takes place. So there's still an open spot for him, um, but that's it so far. Do you have any idea who possibly gets that spot? You know, obviously I think it goes back to another reliever. Zimmer has been pretty good down in AAA, so you got to think that he's at least in the running for it, right? So I would think it's just another reliever back. I would put him at the top of the list. We know Newberry's been back up and down, so, you know, it's some combination of that, but if, if you know, because Lovelady just got called up, I would have said him. Right. If he had not just been called up yesterday, as it seemingly tons of moves continue to get made. So my guess would be, you know, someone in that camp, um, you know, he'd be the most logical just based on already having some experience. And at some point, you'd like to get him back up to see if he can get big leaguers out. Is there any idea of who these players are from Oakland uh, that John Heyman has reported that is a fir- a outfielder, a center fielder, and a right-handed pitcher? Any idea? And I mean, I know this news just broke, and I'm I'm giving you tough questions, but I just I thought maybe you'd have an idea, or maybe there's been some talk. I'm still so they're still looking at it. Um, you know, I I don't think it's official on any of that yet, as far as which two guys. Yeah, I saw the same report by. Um, John Heyman that said, you know, they've got both a right-hander and a center fielder back. At least one other person I talked to said at some point they were scouting Jameson Hanna. So, you know, and that's, if I told you who that was, you'd be like, oh, cool, he's an outfielder in A-ball, right? You, would, you know, not a name you would necessarily know off the hand. But I don't know this him. Um, no confirmation on that end yet. I think we're still just kind of waiting. You know, you know how these things go. Right. I mean, very easily could be. And Hanna was a second-round pick from 18, but... Um, as these deals go, I'm sure as soon as you get off the phone with me, you know, Chat, you know, Heyman will have it tweeted out. 
um, before I can even track it down. Yeah, because I'm seeing here that, it, yeah, like you said, Jamison Hanna is possibly a name connected to it. Um, what about Brett Phillips? Is it time for him to get that open roster spot if they don't go with the reliever? It still feels like, you know, with him, just because, boy, that makes a big, pretty crowded bench. And they still got, you know, they play the next five days in a row, then they get an off day, then they got to play ten more in a row. Right. They just tend to run with a pretty similar amount of relievers. I still feel like Phillips' call-up is post-Hamilton deal. So at this point, I would still kind of assume, I mean, it, it could be, right? The reason right. why you're asking that probably is because Nick, Nick Eve, the center fielder, got promoted to AAA today. So, you know, it's not an accident that those things take place sometimes. So I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. I just feel like typically they go reliever for reliever, position player for position player. Right. Um, Cody, I'll let you get going because I know everything's starting to pop off with the locker room and Ned here in a little bit as they get ready to announce lineups and everything like that. Um, O'Hearn in the minor leagues kind of turned it around, kind of got going, so we'll see him back at first base, I guess, a little bit more. What does that mean for Chesler Cuthbert, who's been very steady uh, since his call-up? I think he'll still get time. I think they'll utilize O'Hearn and Cuthbert both at first, and then they'll let Cuthbert, you know, this revolving DH, they're interested in doing at least for a little while longer, so... Solaire will go to the outfield sometimes, and Dozier will get a, some time at DH, or Witt will get a day at DH. Or I think they'll still revolve it. I think it means his, cut, his playing time's got to be cut a little bit. But Duda's still got you know a fair amount of at-bats when healthy. So you'd think that he just directly gets those and maybe an extra day. But I don't think uh, O'Hearn steps in and immediately becomes an everyday guy. I think they still kind of rotate that. Although, you know, probably talk more to Ned about that here in about an, you know, an hour or so. Right. Cody Tapp, Royals Insider. You start at 4.30. Anything special you got planned for us? I know last night was 90s day. Uh, today you get the uh, the road alternate jersey giveaway, which is always a popular one. What is What What would be a giveaway in Cody Tapp's career? Oh, man. Well, I keep pushing for UMKC night because they do all those other university teams. So, you know, I, I would, you know I, I'd vote for that at some point. Can I not get a Royals thing with a UMKC logo on it? I don't ask for much in this world, Dusty. Just one university night for the school I graduated from. That has the actual Kansas City uh, KC in their team name, which is kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, man, rue up and keep doing a good job, man. I'll talk to you a little bit later tonight. Sounds good. Thanks, Dusty. You bet. So that was Cody Tapp, Royals Insider. Is a slew of things just threw up in our face yeah, out of the Royals uh, right organization. Again, if you haven't been with us, um, Royals have traded Jake Diekman to the Oakland Athletics, the second time they made a deal with the Oakland Athletics this year. Earlier, they sent Homer Bailey away. Um, and then, right after that, they DFA'd Lucas Duda um, from uh, the actual roster and have recalled Ryan, I call him Brohern, but his last name and birth name is O'Hearn. So the Royals making moves um, on this Saturday. As you want it live and local, you get it live and local. That was Cody Tapp, 610 Sports Radio Insider. Uh, kind of took away from what we wanted to talk about, but we can talk about this for about four minutes because yeah. it's just recycled what we've already talked about. Yeah, this is what what do we call it? Recycling of content? Yeah, the reci- we go to the, the recycle bin of content. And we pull it out and then we put it back into the show. That's exactly what we do because I heard other people talking about this and I've seen the tweets already and we tried to tell you. We, as in myself and Nick Price, tried to tell you. You had to know that this year was going to be insane at camp. Follow every news outlet that there is. 41 Action News, Fox 4 News, Channel 9 News. That's all I'm going to talk about when it comes to news outlets. Follow 610 Sports Radio. Follow Jay Binkley at Three Guys in a Garage. Matt Derrick. All these people are tweeting out already. 
The first practice doesn't start for another hour and 20 minutes, and the parking lot looks like a preseason game. Mm -hmm. There will be thousands plus just today to watch the first practice for the Kansas City Chiefs of the 2019 season viewable for the public. What we compared this to was FanFest of 2015 and 2016. This team of the Royals in 2015, or that team of the Royals in 2015, got all the way to the World Series to Game 7 and lost with Alex Gordon at third base. And then the next year, everybody showed up to FanFest. Why? Because everybody was there. Hosmer, Moose, Perez, Kane, your boys, your guys were there that you watched fight and drive all the way through the playoffs that game. That wild card game was Perez knocking it past Donaldson. Anything. You just see, like, you see how close the Royals were in 2014, and you kind of knew this next year is going to be the year where they get over the hump. And you just had to go out there and see it for yourself. You had to go see these guys at the Fan Fest, go see them in spring training. And that's a lot like what we have here. It's a lot like what's going on here. I mean, you want to draw comparisons here, Dusty? Alex Gordon being 90 feet away from tying up the World Series in Game 7, bottom of the ninth at home, is a lot like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs losing to Tom Brady in overtime of the Arrowhead or of the AFC Championship in Arrowhead Stadium. At home, exactly. And now with the Royals, I feel like with the Chiefs, it's the same way, right? With the Royals and the traffic that's going to come pouring in. Now, FanFest was downtown, not a lot of places to park, not a lot of things going crazy there, right? But at FanFest, it was just a zoo of people trying to get in, get autographs, lines for Hosmer, lines for Moose, lines for Kane, lines for Perez, lines to hear Dayton talk, lines to see Ned Yost talk and sign autographs. Why you want Ned's autograph, I have no idea. But when it comes to the Royals, I feel like everybody wanted to be there to get a taste because not everybody can afford to go to a game in the World Series. But if you could be around those players and see and hear what those players were talking about, you could absolutely dial in. And then this year, or then the next year, they won the whole damn thing. Oh, now I want to go there because they're champions. And I'm going no matter what, and I'm going to go see these guys. The other thing that made it important is I feel like a lot of fans found a player that they connected themselves to. Maybe you were a Moustakis guy. Maybe you were a Hosmer lady or guy. Maybe you were a kid that really likes Sal Perez. It's the same way with this Chiefs team. You might be connected to Travis Kelsey because you like the way he dances. You like his personality. You might like Patrick Mahomes because he's just so damn great. You might be connected to Tyreek Hill because you thought he was treated unfair in camp and you've always thought he was a good guy no matter what you thought or what everybody else thought. You might be connected to Sammy Watkins because you liked Clemson when you were in college. There's a connection that everybody has with an individual player that also brings mass volume of people to watch these guys just practice. And what happens is it's also free to go to Chiefs training camp because all you got to do is show up, maybe pay a little bit to park, but then you can be that person that can be like, I was there at the start of 2019 because guess what? They are picked to go to the Super Bowl. Not by everybody. We talked about that earlier with the Chargers. But they are a popular team. They are a fun team. And everybody wants to be around it. Not just in a regular season game. Not just a preseason game. No. They want to jump early and they want to get to camp. So I'm telling you right now, the numbers for Chiefs training camp will be insane. It's already insane. I'm seeing videos on Twitter, social media. The lines are long. The crowds are huge. Soak it in, man. Because the weekends are going to be popular. The weekdays will even be popular because it's the summer. And yes, from the text line, if you really want me to call somebody from St. Joe, 
I can talk to somebody from St. Joe if you want to hear that lie. Yeah, and I, I think that the biggest thing here that the comparison to the 2014-2015 Kansas City Royals Fan Fest is people will make time and they will travel to St. Joe or they will make time out of their day to go downtown and go to Fan Fest because they want to see, a, they want to be a part of history and they want to see it live and they want to be a part of that and they want to make sure that when you have a 30-year gap for the Royals winning a championship or you have a 50-year gap for the Chiefs now with winning a Super Bowl, You've been waiting all this time, and you feel like you're that close. You want to be a part of that. You want to be able to see that live and see that in person and be a part of history. And that's why this training camp is going to be like, unlike anything that we've ever seen. Yeah, it's going to be the most insane one. And the fact that it's going to be insane if they do get as far as they did last year and even further, the next year is going to be insane, which makes you think, how much longer do they stay at St. Joe? And also, I personally think that I'm the only one that has this opinion on this type of camp. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. 217 here on Out of Bounds. Live and local, 610 Sports Radio. Following us, overtime with Jillian Carroll and Chris Nacero and Julio Sanchez. Before us was Brandon Kylie of the leadoff. Currently, all 610 hosts are en route to St. Joe to do the hashtag tweet up as you can go talk to 610 personalities. We're on the show. Hughley en route as well. Uh, Steven Serta will be there. Steven Spector, Bob Fesco, Josh Klingler, uh, Carrington Harrison, Sean Levine, Ryan Wachowski, Brandon Kiley. Royals lineup is out. There's a little bit moving with the Royals, in case you didn't hear. Jake Diekman traded to the Athletics. Uh, Lucas Duda has been DFA'd. And Ryan O'Hearn has been brought back up to the Major League roster. And the lineup is out. Whit Merrifield is playing second base. Alex Gordon is playing left field. Hunter Dozier batting third and playing right field. Jorge Soler DHing. Ryan O'Hearn playing first base. Chesler Cuthbert playing third base. Bubba Starling playing center field. Nicky Lopez playing short. Cam Gallagher is your catcher. And Glenn Sparkman on the hill. Interesting to see that Ryan O'Hearn gets called up and immediately plays first base. And Hunter Dozier plays right. Found it interesting when David Lesky said this. Um, as he says, it's interesting to see that Tunner Dozier will play right field. He's had some injury bugs, obviously, but obviously when you look at it, um, you got to keep Chesler Cuthbert's bat in the lineup. It's been hot since he's been called up. You got to keep some bats in that lineup because you're playing Clevenger tonight. You play Bauer tomorrow. You're playing against the Cleveland Indians. You got to stay strong with that lineup. But Hunter Dozier in right field tonight because Lucas Duda has been DFA'd. Chesler Cuthbert's playing third. And Ryan O'Hearn gets recalled with the Lucas Duda move and plays first base. Not only that, but Jake Diekman has been traded to the Los Angeles, I'm sorry, the Oakland Athletics for what I don't know. John Heyman apparently says it's for a right-handed pitcher and a center fielder. Trade deadline's approaching, and the Royals knew the whole season that they were going to be dumping guys at the deadline. I would assume that Billy Hamilton might be next. Not only that, you might get Maverick Brett Phillips up here soon, but either way, the Royals making moves, and I don't think they're done anytime soon, as we just had Cody Tapp on, as he will be on live from the K, gate A, left field, at the 610 trailer at 430, following overtime with Chris Nacero, Julian Carroll, and Julio Sanchez. Interesting debate here between Nick Price and I. We get here this morning, we started talking about where camp should be. Contract with St. Joe's ending. 
I heard the guys from the drive yesterday say, well, Carrington Harrison to, to say exactly, say that he thinks the announcement comes at the end of camp or towards the end that the Chiefs and St. Joe have reached an agreement to extend um, the stay for the Chiefs to stay at St. Joe. I, for one, am in favor of same faces, new places. I would like if the Chiefs practiced at the Arrowhead practice facility. And I know Brandon Kylie has said before he left the studio, but where would the fans be? Okay. I think you could make an argument that you could figure out where you could put fans. In fact, if you go to their practice facility, it's like three fields. And on the north side of the field, there's a wide open space where you could build bleachers. You could bring bleachers in. Now, granted, we just talked about crowd sizes getting a little bit larger with the popularity of this team. But who's to say that you can't have training camp at the local practice facility in Arrowhead? Now, my advantages first, and then I'll let you take the floor, Nick Price. All right. My advantages are it's closer to everybody. St. Joe from here is an hour and 15 minutes. St. Or I'm sorry, for Lee Summit is an hour and 15 minutes. From here, it's about an hour and five minutes. Mm-hmm. So a lengthy kind of drive to go up north to St. Joe. I get it. Shut up, Dusty. Don't complain. It's only an hour away. My second advantage is players get to stay in their own house, their own bed, with their family before a season where they travel eight weeks out of the year. And then my third advantage is when the Royals aren't in town. Now, granted, all training camp practices are early in the morning. They start practicing at like 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m., and it goes to like 10.30 a.m. Then the, then the media speaks. Or, I mean, then the, then the coaches and players speak. If you had it here at a local time, you could have a cool, like, night practice. You could have a, a practice where you could charge a small price, but you could have a red and gold practice at night where it's like a simulated real-life game. Chiefs number one offense against Chiefs number one defense. To me, that would sell, that would be fun, and it would bring the fans out. So those are my three advantages of having Arrowhead as the home, their practice facility, as the home of Chiefs training camp. You don't have to go to your, you don't have to travel to a dorm. You're closer, and you have a different type of marketability where you could have night practice and have a, like a night practice scrimmage game. Nick Price, your advantages of keeping it in St. Joe. Okay, so I like it in St. Joe for a couple reasons. I'm not even going to go into the whole like old geezer, like it's tradition, like going away to training camp, whatever. But I think that, you know, I think it's cool for training camp to be in these smaller communities where there's still a ton of Chiefs fans. I mean, we're talking an hour away. It's not that far away. But being in a smaller community like St. Joe, not only does that benefit the community from allowing people to get out there and see the Chiefs that they might not normally get to see, but also it's huge for the economy up there. I mean, you've got thousands of people flocking up to St. Joe and spending a bunch of money out there. So that's one thing that you got to keep in mind. I like your idea of having like a night practice. I think this is somewhere where we can meet in the middle. I think it would be cool. You see teams like KU basketball and Kentucky and all of these do like a late night, like late night at the fog. What if you had training camp in St. Yeah. Joe and then you had one practice where it was like a scrimmage at Arrowhead or at the practice facility or wherever you want, sell some tickets, make it a big time event, introduce the players, all that kind of stuff. And that way you can get everybody out here to see for a relatively cheap price this team in Kansas City, but you could still have all the advantages of being out in St. Joe 
helping out that community and giving those people an opportunity to see the Chiefs where a lot of them aren't going to be able to travel an hour south and buy 80 to $150 tickets to games and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I do like, I, I said I wasn't going to do the tradition part of it, but I like the fact of these guys leaving for a little bit, so all spending your, all of this time together. So what are your three advantages of keeping it in St. Joe? Uh, it's good for St. Joe and the economy. There's less distractions for the players. If you're not in Kansas City, you're all spending time together. It's good for camaraderie, and that's pretty much it. So you had two advantages. Yeah. What are your What are your What are your two disadvantages of keeping it in St. Joe? I mean, I think disadvantages of leaving St. Joe would be it would hurt St. Joe. And right no, now, no, no, no. What, what are your disadvantages of being in St. Joe? Of being in St. Joe, I think that it's the players being away from their families, which is a big thing. But you talked about it earlier. Younger team. A lot of them have families and all that, but there's also a lot of distractions in Kansas City. Sure. And, and, you know, being at home, maybe you get a little bit more comfortable. I think that this is an advantage of keeping it in St. Joe. Everybody staying together for that long and being together day in and day out for the length of training camp, I think that's really big for team chemistry and camaraderie and them just having to like, hey, let's hunker down for this month and this is us. Like, this is what we're doing. This is all we're thinking about. So I think that's also a positive of being in St. Joe. There you go. So, again, I don't know what's going to happen. I I, I assume, don't hate the idea. No, no, no. I assume that they're going to probably continue to stay in St. Joe. Andy Reid likes St. Joe. Yeah. Um, the coaching staff seems to like St. Joe. And like you said, it's very good for the economy of St. Joe. We go to the text line. A few years ago, they hosted, I believe, the Cardinals and had an evening practice and scrimmage. They sold tickets, too. I think they should be. That should be an, an annual, annual thing. That should be an annual thing. Yeah. Uh, another one, but they want the dorm life for boarding and less distractions. I get that. That's fine. Like, I'm not saying that it should be one way or the other. I'm just trying to have a, a friendly or what we call an aggressive conversation. Yeah. Just a debate. Um, I get it. Like, camp gives you that feeling of bags are packed, new season. Like, Tyron Matthew is rooming with Dan Sorensen. Yeah. That is something that I think could be a documentary. That's funny. Those two guys from two opposite backgrounds what, but both guys are just nasty on the field. But yet we've never seen those guys talk. From the Protein House, eat with a purpose text line. But they, again, they want, did you see the parking lot at one and people who were camping out? We do it big in St. Joe. Also, this is similar community is 80,000 people. Another one from the 913. Being away from family is part of camp internationally. I get it. Like, you're away from your family. It's camp. I'm just striking up a conversation of, why not have it at Arrowhead? And I get it. I would also like to see that come back. Let's have a scrimmage. If they move training camp from the 816, they will build something here for the fans. Okay? I get it. Like, I understand that, like, 10 years, people don't like change. They like the way it's at. You know, every year in the end of July, fans are going, um, are going to be ready to go. Speaking of ready to go, I've completely thrown away my rundown. We're calling Jay Binkley next to hear what's going on live at camp because I see your text line, 785, because it says this. This is why we're live and local. Steven Spector, stick this on a piece of paper and make this a liner on the radio station for 610 Sports Radio. Hey, from the 785, some of us can't afford the trip to St. Joe. Wish you guys had a live report. I'm listening on the app in Salina, Kansas. Yes, call up there. I don't tweet or Facebook. Here's your tease. Jay Binkley, live from St. Joe, next. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Back in live and local on 610 Sports Radio here in Kansas City. This is the show Out of Bounds. 
from the text line. A few years ago, they hosted, I believe, the Cardinals and had an evening practice and scrimmage that they sold tickets to. I think that should be an annual thing. Agree. If they move training camp, they will build something here for the fans. From the 913, being out of town forces players to bond off the field. All team build outings are done away from the, quote, office. I get it, man. I got, I'm, I'm totally down. I, I get it. Again, I'm not saying they should move. I'm just saying there are beneficial factors of having the Chiefs uh, having training camp at their local facility. One, you don't have to load up all that equipment and drive it all the way to St. Joe. You want me to be a, a snowflake? You're not wasting gas and everything into the environment driving all those big, powerful buses. Now, yeah, or military vehicles. Um, so, we had a popular demand from the text line. Like I said, this show is very open to listening to what you want to hear. For those of you that are driving in your car and driving to St. Joe or hanging out and just waiting to listen to Cody and you want to know what St. Joe looks like on day one, you know there's nobody that is more horny about day one training camp open to the public than Jay Binkley. And Jay Binkley joins us live now on 610 Sports Radio. Mr. Bink, how are you, sir? Oh, we're doing great, man. Chiefs Kingdom started filing up cars two hours before practice even began, Dusty. Just sitting here uh, talking to you. There's, I just counted 12 Mahomes jerseys. Just sitting here talking to you. A few Kelsey sprinkling some hills. But then everybody lined up along the fence already in an hour outside of practice, and they're all got their Mahomes jerseys on and everything else. But I haven't seen this kind of excitement in the longest time in Kansas City. And it's the 10th year in St. Joe, and been coming up here every year, but I have not seen anywhere near the excitement that I've seen this year. So you said two things there that were important to me, Jay. You said you haven't seen this type of activity in a long time, but then you just said you've never seen this type of activity. So is it you've never seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time? Because I can quite frankly tell you, I don't think anybody's ever seen this type of activity towards a training camp. Well, you know, you got to remember when Joe Montana showed up. I don't remember remember that. I was was like (laughs) two years old. You know what? Some of us are old school, Betsy. You know, some of us have been Chiefs fans for decades, and I forget sometimes how old I am and how I'm talking to youngsters here. Uh-huh. You'd be my kids, but once upon a time, Joe Montana and Mark Stallone played the Chiefs. It was an incredible thing. Hey, here's some breaking news from the NFL: AJ Green was carted off of practice today with a lower left leg injury. That's uh, the one thing you don't want to see a training camp. No, is especially today because you got to really be for the day. You know, they got the shells on today and the full pads won't be on. But right. you know, most of these guys, you know, train and condition in the off season. But you always got to, you know, be conscious when you're out there, you know, going full blast. You haven't been doing it for a couple of months unless you've been sitting here training. But most of these chiefs just sat there and trained like wild beasts uh, during the off season. It's not just show up to camp and lose your weight anymore. We've seen this in Major League Baseball and we've seen it with Chiefs camp. Too. These guys train all year round. They show up in shape, ready to roll. It's not like it used to be. Hey, um, do you think that there's a lot of similar parallels to FanFest of 2015 and 2016? Because I know you were at both, um, to what the hype will be this year at Chiefs training camp. Yeah, I see a lot of similarities. You know, I actually see a lot of similarities between the 15 Royals and the uh, 2019 Chiefs. They just had a war of unfinished business, you know, losing to the right. Patriots in the fashion that they did. And, you know, of course, the Royals losing at the end there to the Giants. In Game Seven, that whole 15 seemed like unfinished business. I feel that way with the Chiefs too, and I think the fan base too. Even the home, you know, he didn't he didn't want to stop throwing the football once the season ended. He wanted to keep going, and I've never really felt like last season stopped. I mean, there was a, a stopping point, obviously, but you knew there were bigger things ahead for the Kansas City Chiefs looking forward to the draft, in OTAs, and looking forward to what we have today. 
the training camp, it just seemed like they're building something, taking those steps. Like we saw Florida the Packers take. You know, they get the NFC title game and lose the Cowboys and lose the Niners and finally took that step, you know, getting to the Super Bowl and getting that ring. And I kind of think the fans up here feel like they did in 15 with the Royals. They aren't expecting a Super Bowl this year. So what is the scene like? You, you started this conversation off with there's 12 people right off the top of your head wearing Mahomes jerseys. What, oh, yeah. are the, what do the lines look like? What does a parking lot look like? Is anybody grilling out? Is there any tailgating? Is there anybody slamming brews, trying to challenge you oh. in a chug off? Like, what's going on, Bing? No, I haven't seen that yet, but the, the parking lot is full. I'm talking Chiefs fans. It looks like, a, it looks like a game day. I mean, it looks like a game day if we sit here in July. And they had this big deal in St. Joe last night downtown. St. Joe with tons of Chiefs fans. I'm expecting this to beat the record that they had before. Of course, this is the one day for a lot of families to get up here because it's in the afternoon. You know, most of these practices are in the morning with the Chiefs, but this is an afternoon. They will break the sentence record today. Mm-hmm. The parking lot was full uh, two hours prior. Tailgating, the tents, everybody's got their Chiefs fan up here. You name it, they get the Chiefs gear on. They're selling Chiefs gear on your way into St. Joe before you get to the stadium. There's tents selling Chiefs stuff. I mean, people can't get enough of red. And this is to see a red up here, like the team like with that fan fest. Because maybe fan fest, not many people wear oil stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, everybody starts, you know, wearing those shirts. You know, remember October or whatever that shirt was in 14 that they all wore. But uh, you start seeing oils up here all everywhere. And up here, there's not a single person not wearing something cheap. It's unbelievable. Love the it. up here is absolutely unbelievable. Love it. Hey, what do you want to tell people that are driving, like, travel conditions? I know you only live about 40 minutes away, but, like, other people, I saw Matt Derrick tweeted that there was some traffic on I-29, that there was some, like, sort of semi-flipped over, stuff like that. What can you tell people about how the traffic's been and what, it, what they can expect uh, kind of getting into St. Joe? Well, the semi-flipped over was on the other side. Okay. It was on the south side going in, but... You know, hopefully it's cleared up by the time the Chiefs thing is retracted. It should be. But there's another semi that needs new tires on northbound. So I got right at the tail end of that, and I got here pretty early. So hopefully that's not back. Of course you got there early. On I-20. But of course I got here early. Of course. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you were there at 8 a.m. You know, I got here early. got a sandwich, you know. What kind, out, what kind of sandwich you know. did you have? You know what? I had a Big Mac, actually. You had a Big Mac? Was that a sandwich? I did. I did. I did. You still smashing Big Mac? I didn't know Big Macs were still around. Good for you. You know what? I've had one a long time, but it's right there in the way, you know? It's Big right Max for sacks, man. I'm expecting all the sacks this year. You know, he tied for the NFL lead last year at 52 with the Steelers. I'm expecting it with Spag. With some of the Spags, their friends there, we had Fred call it. That's right. Hey, Jay Binkley, you'll be on tomorrow, correct? From 10 to noon on 610 Sports Radio? All right. 10 to noon, Doug, man. We'll see you then. I'm uh, looking forward to this. It'll be fun. All right, Jay Binkley. Thanks again, man, for hopping on. Yeah, uh, uh, yep. <laughs> I don't know if he hung up or not. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think that Bink properly knows how to use his phone. <laughs> but, that I mean, that went a lot better than I expected. Yeah, man. You got your St. Joe report, yeah. man. You got uh, Binkley. He said it's nuts. He said everybody's wearing Chiefs gear. It looks like game day. They're grilling out. Uh, they're having fun. Nobody's challenged Bink to a, a competition of what he likes. Yeah. But I want to get you a little bit sidetracked when it comes to the Royals. So, the Royals have recalled Kyle Zimmer, like mm-hmm. Cody Tappett told us that he might do. Um, I guarantee that's Binkley calling on the hotline. Um, it definitely is. And the other thing is, you want to know who the Royals got in the trade for Jake Diekman. They got outfielder Darian Blanco and right-handed pitcher Ismail Aquino. I want to say that's how you say it. I've never heard of these guys before. That's my shot at trying to talk to him. Was it Binkley? It actually wasn't. Really? Yeah. That's not good. 
No, I don't. Bink's probably still trying to figure out what happened at the end of that call. All right. Well, we're trying to figure out what's going to happen. But there was your report live from St. Joe as Jay Binkley was there as we try to be live and local. We're not only local in Kansas City, we're local in St. Joe because it's the hashtag tweet up with 610 sports personalities in. Ron the Show, Hughley, Steven Sert, Arrowhead Pride guys, Pete Sweeney being one of them. Steven Spector's up there, Bob Fesco, Klingler, Brian Wachowski. Sean Levine, you want to go see what Sean Levine looks like? I highly recommend it. Go say hi to Sean Levine um, and see if he's wearing flip-flops. If he is, take a picture of it and send it to my Twitter feed at Dusty Likens or at Nick Price KC. We got to wrap this bad boy up. This show went by quick. And then after us is overtime with Jillian Carroll, Chris Unicero, and Julio Sanchez. But coming up next, we do the two-minute warning. And you've seen the videos probably if you have Twitter. Patrick Mahomes on Madden is not fair. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Wrapping this bad boy up, we're out of here in about uh, 12 minutes. Some of you may like that, some of you may not. But Jay Binkley, who just joined us live on the show, live from St. Joe, has recently tweeted out a picture of Chiefs camp. He ain't lying. Tons of Mahomes gear. Lots of bucket caps and a lot of people there ready for practice. We're an hour, well, we're under an hour away now before the first live practice in front of fans. For those of you that missed Royals news, Lucas Duda, see you later. Ryan Brohern, actually his name is Ryan O'Hearn. I don't want to get in trouble with the Royals. Ryan O'Hearn has been called back up. Also, Jake Diekman traded to the Oakland Athletics. In return, they have gotten two players back. The other thing is, Kyle Zimmer, remember him? Oh, yeah, I remember. He's back. Kyle Zimmer is now (laughs) officially on the Royals roster again. So my dream bullpen situation is there. We go Stallmont in the seventh. We go Zimmer in the eighth. You go Kennedy in the ninth. I still believe the Royals still have two more moves they will make before the trade deadline ends. I think that Billy Hamilton is on the block. And somewhere along the way, I think Ian Kennedy's on the block because one thing you need in professional baseball when it gets to the playoffs is a surefire closer. And Ian Kennedy has been good in the last couple weeks at closing the games out for the Royals. Also, it would be nice to see the Royals try the opener situation with Kyle Zimmer and Josh Stallman. I would love to see that. Next time Montgomery pitches, you know he's only going to go 70 to 80 pitches. So let Zimmer throw the first. Let Stallmont throw the second, the third. Let Montgomery go in. Experiment, Royals. You're 103-plus games into the season. You're not going anywhere. Have fun with it. If there was ever a time to try out the opener, this is the time right now. But we'll see what happens. I can't honestly say that's going to happen, but it'd be nice. Again, follow at Jay Binkley. You can see the crowd sizes at St. Joe. It's pretty impressive. He said on the tweet, we're 50 minutes out. And practice hasn't started, but the crowd has shown up. Chiefs fans are going to show up this year, man. We talked about it. It's going to be a lot like 14, uh, 15 and 16 when it comes to that um, when it comes to that uh, type of fanfare, that type of attraction, everything like that. Speaking of attraction, the Madden game, right? right. That's one. Patrick Mahomes, the clips are out. Ugh. The game is available Unfair. August 2nd. This is a segment that we like to do before the two-minute warning now, which is we take a look into the future of what could possibly be future content or what could possibly be future relevance when it comes to the sports world madden drops august 2nd i purchased mine two days ago um i was a little bit under the influence i said hey it might be a good idea to go ahead and pre-order this you did it three days early so i did yeah um so i'm ready 
because I saw videos on Twitter of how ridiculous Mahomes is on the game. So stupid. There's one clip against the Jaguars where he starts right, rolls back left, and then has a guy like close on him and then just fires it all the way down the field. Like 80 yards. 80 yards, Tyreek Hill catches it. There's another one against the Raiders where he is literally on the five-yard line or the nine-yard line, and he throws it to the other nine-yard line in stride to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, to uh, Tyreek Hill. Then there's another one where he does like the flick wrist where he's on the goal line and he throws all the way to the opposing 40-yard line on the money to Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. I saw another one, too, against the Tennessee Titans where he's doing some straight-up Michael Vick old-school Madden, and he makes like eight guys miss. And by miss, I mean like he's making line like linebackers run into each other and he runs it for like 65 yards. So it's going to be unfair, man. There's going to be a lot of broken controllers yeah. and TV screens that go viral. I can't wait to see it. When it comes to guys playing um, Madden. Um, the thing is, is uh, what's kind of crazy about this is that I don't know if we've seen a type of player change a game quite like this like we've seen other than Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl, which was before my time. Michael Vick, which was in the prime of my video gaming career, mm-hmm. and then uh, Steph Curry on 2K. Right. Um, there's going to be a lot going on when it comes to uh, when it comes to this video game. Also, we look into the future. A uh, real quick, other breaking news: AJ Green today at Bengals camp was carted off the practice facility with a lower left leg injury. It was his left foot last year. Um, this year, he gets hurt again. And reports from Albert Breer, who joined the drive last week uh, or the week before. A.J. Green took his helmet off, threw his mouthpiece as if he knew something was wrong or he'd been there before. Doesn't look good for A.J. Green. Again, in the NFL, life can come at you very, very fast, uh, for one. Speaking of something that's going to come very fast, August 6th, we have Hard Knocks. And we were blessed enough with this cut because it is the Oakland Raiders of John Gruden so far at Hard Knocks. Everybody right now has dreams, don't they, guys? I said it to the rookies, all right? Everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. You guys with me on that? You got to end somebody's dream. You got to take their job. You got to take their heart. Are you guys, you guys clear about this NFL now? We're not trying to go to the Peach Bowl. We're not trying to go to the Gator Bowl or the Blue Bonnet Bowl, we're trying to go to the Super Bowl, okay? And to do that, you got to really try to end somebody's dreams. Are you clear on that, Farrell? Okay, I mean that now. So get into that. John Gruden's not into dreams, he's into nightmares. Well, his career now is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. His haircut is a nightmare. His play calling is a nightmare. Patrick Mahomes is going to be enough of a nightmare for John Gruden because what they give him, like a 15-year contract for mm-hmm. 100 was it 10 for 100? I think it's 10 for 100, yeah. yeah he got that, yeah, he got that deal. Man, Oof. that's crazy. Uh, yeah, so Hard Knocks, August 6th. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Because it's uh, somewhat kind of got a local tie. I know it's the Oakland Raiders. Um, got a lot of personalities on that team, But, yeah, too. you got Antonio Brown. You've you got, got John Derek, Gruden. You got John Gruden. You got Derek Carr. You've got... Uh, um, you got just basically the Oakland Raiders in general, and Antonio Brown and Derek Carr is enough for me because Derek Carr cried last year, and Antonio Brown cried to be traded. Mm-hmm. And John Gruden in the middle of all that is absolutely insane. Good God, what happened to Maurice Jones-Drew? So I got the NFL Network on over here. Maurice Jones-Drew, my Lord, has lost it. Um, I think it's like Channel 310. So 
looking into the future of future content and future talking points when it comes to sports is you get Hard Knocks August 6th, which is the day before my birthday. I don't want to sweet hot. Also, another thing you get is Madden, August 2nd. Again, we've had a segment before where we had to know if grown men were going to buy Madden this year because of the fact that Mahomes is on the cover. You've seen the clips on the on the Twitter machine and Facebook. Man, pretty insane. The availability and the technique that is one Patrick Mahomes when it comes to playing those games. Um, Antonio Brown is on the pup list at Raiders camp. Doesn't mean he won't be featured. Yeah. I mean, just because he's not going to be practicing, I don't know. The other thing, too, here. Um, thanks, man, from the 785. Same number, 785. You guys rock. Thanks for the call. I am 55 and haven't been this jacked for a Chiefs season since Joe Montana and Marcus Allen. From the 913, Dusty. When I get Madden, I will send you my gamer tag, and I will give you an L. Lance, probably. I haven't played Madden for a while. From the 816, just got to training camp, parking in what is labeled as the overflow lot. I've been up here several times, and I've never seen this. Tried to tell you. I tried to tell you three weeks ago. It was going to be crazy. And now you're getting a full eye view of it. And John Gruden on Hard Knocks. That's got me a little fired up, too. I don't know why I'm ready for that, but I am. Jay Binkley joined us. Cody Tapp joined us. Everybody involved in live and local atmospheres here on 610 Sports Radio. I hope everyone that's driving around today, stay safe. Have a good travel up to St. Joe. Go meet some personalities of 610 Sports Radio. See what they're like. Pick their brain. They're all pretty good guys. I don't really have a problem with any of them Mm -mm. at all, except for Ron, because he decided he didn't want to come on the show today. That's not true. He just said he was en route to St. Joe, and he couldn't give an accurate description of what the camp looked like. But Jay Binkley, he's eating Big Macs. He's getting there at 8 a.m., five and a half hours before practice even is allowed. Uh, Like he said, he took a picture earlier of the crowd size of there. It's impressive. A lot of people said that this is the most hyped camp since Joe Montana. I was literally like three and a half years old. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember anything about Joe Montana. No, I don't either. I'm younger than you are. Which is fine. I know he was on the cover of a Sega Genesis game. NFL Football 94. That'll bring us to the two-minute warning. Enough of that. Two minutes and we're out of here. What the heck? Let's go. Coming up is overtime with Jillian Carroll, Chris Unicero, and I believe Rocco. I think Julio is out. So today they aren't the sexiest three people in sports radio. (laughs) No. Um, I think I almost said threesome. That wouldn't have gone over well. Nope, that's problematic. In case you missed it, Royals breaking news today. Jake Diekman to the athletics. Lucas Duda, DFA'd. Kyle Zimmer back on the roster. Two players from the Athletics. Darian Blanco, a outfielder from Cuba, and a 26-year-old right-handed pitcher, Ismail Aquino. And Ryan O'Hearn is back up. And the Bro Hearn man is back on the roster for the Kansas City Royals. They play at 6-15 tonight as it is a 6-10 Saturday. Cody Tapp starts at 4-30. Also, Chiefs training camp, a zoo. You knew it. We told you about it a couple weeks ago. We brought it back up. Patrick Mahomes is the number one six or number six when it comes to merchandise sales in the NFL. It's only a matter of time until he's number one. Everybody showed up to camp, which is important because they all know what's at stake. Contracts, most importantly, a championship. And this team is fun. Anthony Sherman to me is stale. I don't think that's very interesting. I get it. He showed up in Clint Boyer's Fans race like car. It, so Fans dig it, so I dig it. it. Yeah. The other thing I'll tell you about this. Dustin Colquitt showed up in an armed vehicle. This team's fun, which means this team is loose, but this team also knows what's at stake for the 2019 and 2020 season, and that's what gets this team a lot of recognition and a lot of love when it comes to people outside this biased demographic that is Kansas City. 
Not always being biased hurts you, but it does when you are a Chargers writer. I don't know why people still think the Chargers are going to go to the Super Bowl. I have no idea. Melvin Gordon's no not clue. even at the team's camp. No. Last time they won the division, 10 years ago. Yeah, and they went on a three-run, three-year stint, too. I'm not even going to get mad about that's it. That's all right. Yeah. Um, speaking of something you can't get mad about, Nick Price, you got the rest of your day off to go do whatever you want. I think you're playing golf. Is that right? Playing golf, yeah. That's fun. It's a great day to play golf. It's also a great day to go meet some 610 personalities at Chiefs Training Camp for the hashtag tweet-up. But again, after us, Rocco, Chris Unicero, Julian Carroll, all on 610 Sports Radio until 4.30. And then Cody Tapp gets you loaded up for the pregame show. It's an hour long, and it couldn't be more important for it to be an hour long because Diekman's gone, Duda's gone, O'Hearn's back, Zimmer's back, and they got a couple other players coming over from from the uh, Oakland Athletics. I'm Dusty Likens. Thanks for listening to Out of Bounds. See you later. Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.